What is up, everybody? Josie up here with you. First show ever of Rad Parenting. Anaya, my host. Anaya, how are you? I am so happy to be here. I'm psyched that we're finally doing this. Yes. And for all of you that are tuning in for the first time, let's just get this straight. Anaya is the expert and I'm not. That's our tagline. I'm the dad. Um, between us, how many kids do we have? Four. Four that we know of. Four that we know of. Oh, and also, <laughs> I think it's important, Anaya, that we let everyone know we're not married. Right. But we are married. Yeah. So we're both married, but to other people. How many years have you been to married? Each other. Ten. Ten years. I've been married, uh, I'm a, I think I'm coming up in like 21 years. Wow. So yeah. between the two of us, we've got four kids and like 30 plus years of marriage. And you know what? That's impressive. I'm not going to declare that we're experts because we're not, but I feel that we have enough history of parenting. Uh, I have an 11-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. I have a 14-year-old daughter who just started high school. And I have a 19-year-old daughter and a 7-year-old daughter, which okay. is like getting to do it over a second time and get the things right that I didn't get well, right. One of the best time. things that I loved when we met each other- mm-hmm was the fact that your daughter, you know, five years older than mine. So you've gone through certain parts of the ride that mm-hmm. I, it's like an amusement park. I feel like I'm just getting to the, a couple of the loops that you've already went through. So you're yeah. on the other side with a 19-year-old. And then with my son, you know, I'm, I'm going to be going through that ride again. So mm-hmm. it's nice kind of having your perspective on that. Um, when we started talking about doing rad parenting, the thing that really brought us together, and I, I felt like this would be the best thing for our show, is um, the book that you wrote author. I love this. See, like, right, there you guys go. Expert. I have not written a book. <laughs> um, but I do have two kids, so I have to read a lot of books. Uh, nine ways we're screwing up our girls and how we can stop. First of all, I love the title. Thank you. How, how'd you come up with that it's title? kind of a mouthful. Um, you know, my publisher had a little to do with that. Okay. Um, and some of the people on my team just saying, like, how do we get people's attention? And also... Make it clear the we is really important in that. And I think it's really important in our show too, because although I have a certain expertise because of the gazillion hours I put into you know research and the work that I do, no child comes into the world with a guidebook. And so we're all figuring it out. And every child is different. So as much ex- expertise as I can bring to the table and my personal experience and your personal experience, we're still, it's a we thing. We're all figuring it out together and just sharing what we learn as we go. And when you say my personal experience, the, the personal experience I have is, I'll be honest, it's my first time. And I recently had this conversation with my daughter. We were, we were talking about something and it wasn't even, it wasn't an argument. It was just, I had to say to her, hey, it's my first time being a dad yeah. to a teenager. Yep. And I said to her, and it's your first time being a teenager. So if we can just both meet in the middle and realize I'm trying to figure it out and I'll realize you're trying to figure it out. And when I said that to her, she was like, okay, I get yep. it. Totally. You just, just gave each other permission to be human. Exactly. Welcome. Exactly. Welcome to the world. And it just takes all of the, not all of the pressure off, but I think that when we set ourselves up to be beyond human, perfect, make our kids think that we're perfect, we never make mistakes, you know, first of all, I mean, we're doomed to fail. And, and second of all, we don't give them permission to make mistakes and learn from them as we go and work together in this relationship. Yeah. And, and when you and I were also talking about doing a show like this, I use the, the idea of I feel as parents, we all have a toolbox Mm. before our children are born. And that toolbox of parenting tools are given to us from our parents. That's right. Now, I'm not going to talk bad about my parents because my parents had the toolbox they had. Your parents had the toolbox they had. This show's not about, you know, being upset about that or the way things, you know, might have went down back then because now we have an opportunity to end certain types of behavior that we didn't like 
while our while we were growing yeah. up. Whether it's uh, man, sometimes I yell too much. Well, you know what? Yep. You can stop that so your kid doesn't yell. I've had was, to learn that. I think that. it was Maya Angelou that said, "When you learn better, do better." You know, it's that's what we're talking about here. Is it's like as we, you know, our parents did the best that they could. Our generation have learned new ways of of you know being conscious of what our children's development is and how we can do better. And so we're going to do better. That's it. And we're here to help people learn more so that they can do better. So as you continue to list over the uh, listen over the next couple of weeks, uh, we really want to make it clear to you guys, we're figuring it out as we go. Um, hopefully this is a gateway show to you going, wow, you know what? I want to read the book, Nine Ways That We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. Or I want to, we're going to be talking about lots of different authors, uh, giving different sites for you to check out. Yep. And honestly, doing this show is, I know from just the shows that we've been talking about and taping, it's obviously opened my eyes to so many different ways of parenting that even I, I was like, like, wow, I never thought of that. That's why I love doing the show. I got to say, I wish I would have started doing the show 10 years ago because I've learned so much. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about your book here. One of the chapters that just drew me in right away, because the term just in 2015 just seems so out of date, but I guess it still does exist. Um, the daddy's little girl, the daddy's mm -hmm. little princess, you know, you need a man's help so much. And I know with my daughter you know, in the world that she's in is, you know, I want to protect her, but I also want her to learn the skills to protect herself. There so, it is. So, okay, let's just dive into that topic. How does that topic still survive in, in today's world? Is it just because as a, as a man, we're just conditioned that we have to take care of women? Yeah, it's, it's really deeply ingrained. And I think, you know, one of the things I learned and part of the purpose or the reason that I wrote the book is because I kept seeing things that were really hidden in plain sight. So there's so much a part of our cultural fabric that boys are raised in a certain way to see themselves as, you know, the, the heroes and the protectors and, you know, probably caring way more than they ever should on their own shoulders. And we're telling girls that they're damsels in distress, that they're inferior, that they are to rely on men for their safety, to provide you know resources and so on and so forth. And what we're effectively doing is limiting both our girls and our boys to these male and female boxes, if you will. So with women, it's your damsel in distress, but maybe with boys, I feel, I'm just throwing it out there, it almost feels like emotionally, we're always teaching our boys, you know, no pain, no gain. Absolutely. Or, uh, you know, even with crying, you know, don't cry. Yeah. Come on, suck it up. Now, Absolutely. Where does that conditioning come from? Okay, Is that just so so let me just, for just to start throwing another thing out there. So Tony Porter did an amazing TED Talk, one of my favorite TED Talks ever. And he talks about something he calls the man box. And so he basically says, you know, from the time that little boys are, are uh, you know, just itty bitty, they are taught through the way, the toys that we give to them, the way that we talk to them, the way we dress them up, um, the way we interact, the, dads, the way that they sort of roughhouse with boys and they treat their daughters differently. All of those things go into their programming. So boys start to learn, the only emotion I'm ever supposed to show is anger. To show vulnerability, to show sadness, those things are weak. They are they are part of being female, which is inferior, so I shouldn't do that, right? Um, I'm supposed to be, you know, big and strong. I'm supposed to be stoic. I'm supposed to be, you know, in charge. All of these things that put a tremendous amount of pressure, A, and B, limit the multifaceted emotions and thoughts and, and all of those things that boys bring to the table. Um, and then with girls, we put them basically into the woman box. We say from the time they're watching, you know, Disney films or fairy tales in the beginning, as a female, you are the damsel in distress waiting for your prince or your hero to arrive so that you're happily ever can begin. It cannot begin until he arrives. So those are really, really deeply programmed norms that we set up for our kids. Question. You got little kids, you're listening to this show, you're like, I love 
Cinderella. Mm-hmm. I love Snow White. We're going to Disneyland. Like I never realized until I actually went to Disneyland that all those stereotypes that you're telling me about right now, you don't realize that until you go there. You're like, wow, that's right in front of me. Or even with the movies you're talking about. How as a parent though, do we not watch those movies? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? How do you sit down and enjoy those Disney classics yeah. without that stereotype mm-hmm. going through? You know, I, okay, so I would say y- you don't. So you're saying don't even watch them. Yeah, I am. But here's the good news. Here's the good news is now we have some extraordinary women behind the scenes um, who are writing really great alternatives. So Brave, amazing, literally turns upside down every one of those traditional norms. So instead of Merida being this damsel in distress, she wants to be out riding a horse, shooting her bow and arrow. She has no need to to be married to someone. She uses her brain to figure out how she's going to be in charge of herself. And ultimately, she's the hero at the end of the movie. So what you're saying is right from the beginning, right now, not something down the road you're talking to your daughter at 12 or 13. You're saying at an early age, already start introducing these films, literature, that doesn't put women in a place where they need a man's help at all times and that instead of a man helping them as a person but saving them. So that just ends because that's what you're saying. That's where the circle can end of perpetuating this theory that women need men's help at all times. Totally. And and there are, there's, I mean, The Paper Bag Princess is one of my favorite books. I give it to every family that has a new baby girl because it's just such, again, it turns that upside down. And so when she's given a different story at this really, you know, impressionable age, when she's learning, like about about three years old is when kids start to realize, you know, if they're, they're boys or they're girls and kind of what that means. And girls are looking to mommy for their guidance and boys are looking to daddy. If we're surrounding them with stories to help that sort of imprint or that programming that says, oh no, like you're not limited to being a damn or you're not limited to having to be the hero and always saving the day, you get to be a whole human being with a bit of both. Um, then we're setting ourselves, our children up to, to have the potential to be whole, happy, healthy human beings who can really tap into all that they are. Yeah. And I also feel that a job as a father, and I realize this with my daughter, is as much as I want to protect her, I can protect her by educating her on the fact that she can take care of herself. Absolutely. Obviously, I'm not just sending her out into the world without any tools. Yes. Um, And I know down the road we'll do a show on self-defense and stuff like that. But one of the things that I've also realized is that if I let her know at an early age that she can protect herself Mm -hmm. and that she can be confident, also I feel like it's real important that the mother has reached that potential. And I noticed in your book, you mentioned that. You said, hey, you know what? As a mother, you got to reach your full potential yeah. so that your daughter sees that. Can you kind of go into uh, that? Absolutely. So the, I, what I say about moms, so we're, where we talk about you know, daddy being aware of this daddy's little girl parenting, um, you can love your daughter without making her feel like you have to take care of everything and she's not capable of solving a problem for herself. With mom, it's really important that, like I always say to moms, embody the woman you want your daughter to become, which does not mean like, well, if you're a doctor, expect your daughter to become a doctor or stay at home mom. Like doc- it's, it's so much different than it. It's saying, I'm going to demonstrate that I have confidence, that I have personal agency, that I have a voice. So my husband's not making all the decisions. My husband's not the only person who's ever going to drive the car as a most base example. We go- we're going to share that. We're going to work as partners. I love the fact you said that your husband, the husband and, and the dad isn't supposed to drive the car because I never drive because my wife's like, you're the worst driver. <laughs> so my kid, all right, I'm doing, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. It's such a literal example. Like it really is so like literally being in the driver's seat. And I see so many couples that if mom and dad are together, 
dad, it's the default that dad's going to be the driver. He's steering the ship. What? How about, and not even like, oh, I'm, I'm the captain and you're the first mate. No, 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 no. We are co-steering this ship. Okay. And the, when and you the say, kids need I, to hear that. Now, when you say co-steering the ship, I'm mm-hmm. going to use that as the analogy and I'll use the driving thing. I know just in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. sometimes when, you know, we're leaving the neighborhood to go to wherever we're going and other neighbors see that my wife is driving and they I'm They think you got a DW, there, DUI? No, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't think that. But I do see that look of like, why isn't the man driving? Yes. And and that stereotype of like, I should be driving the car, not my wife. Yep. Now, how in a, the world that we live in, everything that you're talking about here, I mean, it's it's nice to believe that this could happen. But I mean, the world is so male dominant and it's such mm-hmm. behind closed doors mm-hmm. still just it's a man's world. You know, how... How do we tackle that? And do you have any step? I know you already mentioned like early on the mm-hmm. movies, the literature, but can we like how do you do more of it in this day and age? Okay, so first of all, it definitely how do we expect our daughters to expect to to reach their full potential? Right. I guess the question would be in such a male man world. Right. So there's nine chapters to help you cover all the ground in this book, yeah. but I think that the the shorter answer is it starts at home. Because she looks to her parents more than anyone else on the planet. And later it'll become, she'll be more focused on her peers and she'll be spending time at their place. But in those first really formative years, what she sees her parents demonstrate will become her point of reference. That'll be her norm. That'll be her familiar. And so in her later years, as she starts to create relationships with other girls and with boys, that's going to be her default wiring. It's not going to feel right if a boy speaks to her disrespectfully, if she's never seen her father speak disrespectfully to her mother. She's going to be like, wait, wait a minute. Something's wrong with this. This isn't how boys are supposed to speak to girls. And go ahead. You know, one of the things that you just mentioned right there, because I know someone listening to the show right now is like, "Uh uh-oh, we've all had our argument with our wife. We've all, you know, men yelling at their wives, you know. And And and, vice versa. Yeah, and vice versa. I'm just saying for everyone listening to the show right now, you're like, whoa, okay. Because the first thing that went through my head when you say it, I was like, oh gosh, can something like that's happened in my life? How do I fix that? But if that behavior's happened before, how do you address it after it's happened? Can you still go back and totally I, I go back in time? Do over? Do over? There's not a do over in the truest sense of the word that we'd really like to be like. Can we seriously like rewind and just do that for the first time again? But there are so many like I, these are teachable moments. I think that we can demonstrate so many great qualities and strengths to our children when we allow ourselves to show them that we're human. So, I mean, I would say, you know, if if my daughter's 19 right now and there are things that I think back on and I'll go to her and I'll say, you know, do you remember that time? And sometimes she does and sometimes she doesn't, but it has, still has a tremendous impact to say, here's what I did wrong and here's how I would do it differently. And I want you to know that I get it now. And, and I'm and I'm sorry if that had a negative impact. And what that's going to teach her is, mom is 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 human. It's okay to make mistakes. Taking responsibility for those mistakes is super powerful. It's not something to be uh, ashamed of. And so then it gives her permission to do all those things as a human being. The one thing you just said right there is, mom's human. I feel like once we have kids, I don't know if you've ever felt this way that. I felt like I had to be such the perfect dad. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I still feel I got to be perfect. I got to, I got to be this for my daughter. I got to be this for my son. I got to be perfect. And, and I remember when I, when I first had our kids, one of the dads that I met that was older than me, he said, you know what, man, all I'll tell you is this, don't try to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what he meant by that until you start making a mistake and you're like, now what do I do? And I guess what you're saying is it's okay to acknowledge those mistakes, 
Show your kid that you're human. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go to the next. So you were, you were saying with male-dominated world. Um, so it's so important that we model as parents, modeling. One of the key words in any parenting book I've ever read, mm-hmm. that we're modeling our behavior as far as how we get angry, yep. how we talk to one another. And when I say talk to one another, mom and dad, how they mm-hmm. how their relationship is. And, and also how important that is for our sons and daughters, what you're saying, mm-hmm. how they will have their relationships with men and women in their lives. Absolutely. So what we're really learning right now is, is that, remember at the beginning when I said that, that circle that maybe we didn't like when we were kids, is this really like one of the first things as parents that we can really have our children learn how to have relationships with people by, it's really our modeling between our husbands and wife. How does that work though? Like say for someone that's listening right now that's divorced. Right. Mom and dad don't live together. Yep. Still important. Super, in fact, really, 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 really important. And I think this is what p- people forget. So first of all, I don't think, I, I'm not one of those people that thinks, you know, ne- never get divorced. That's totally going to screw up your kids. Because I have worked with more adult men and women who will say to me, if my parents just would have gotten divorced, everybody would have been, we would have had a healthier, happier environment. So let me just go on record as saying that. That being said, I think that it's really important to, um, if you, even when you're separated, the way that a girl hears her father speak about her mom first and foremost, whether they're together or not, and then about women in general is going to, is going to shape the way that she, dad's the prototype male. So it's going to, it's going to influence the way that she expects to be spoken to, the way she expects to be treated. And by the same token, like if we're simultaneously working on what she's seeing in the media, which is another big source of information for her, if we're aware of that and we're calling it out, so it doesn't mean completely shut her off all access to media, but if you're sitting there watching with her, you, you call it out. If you see something that's just like, whoa, like that is not cool that he's speaking to her that way. Yeah. Then she's going to recognize that there's I, something not that's what, not okay. What I noticed a lot with those Disney shows, and, and I'll just jaunt off for one second, just how it drives me crazy, is like everyone is just so rude to each other on those shows. It's like there's this whole um, energy of like mom and dad are stupid and the kids talk to mom yes. and dad like they're stupid. And yes. I always tell my kids, I'm like, hey, you know what? If you're going to watch that show, I just want you to know like that – that the way they're speaking to their parents is it's TV land because that's just not cool. Like, no. would you want someone to talk to you like that? Um, I got to ask you this question. Okay. So the way I am with my daughter, I understand is how I, if I want her treated, I'll treat her the way I speak to my wife so that men will treat her that way. And she'll understand that she won't get in a relationship where it's abusive because you know, she sees me yelling at her mother. Okay. Right. And I understand now we already hood, we already tackled the, gotten the argument in front of mom. Things were said that weren't cool and you repair the rupture. Yep. Cause you say, look, you know what mom and I got in a fight. That wasn't cool. Okay. Question though. When I take her to her friend's house, I always get out of the car and go around, open the door for her. And, and you know, she walks up to her friend's house and I walk with her. Mm-hmm. Okay. And whenever I pick her up, a lot of parents, they do this thing where they just text, I'm out front, and then suddenly the kid just walks out the front door. Whenever I come to pick her up, I always park the car and walk up and knock on the door. Drives my daughter crazy, but I I always say, you know what? If a guy was dating my daughter, he better get out of the car and walk up to the front door. He texts, I'm out front. I'll show up and get in his car. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then we spend an evening yes. together. Now, see, yeah. see how I slid okay. into that old school mentality? Wow, yeah. Is that bad? Is that is that cool? Here's the thing. Intention is everything. And so when, you know, and this is not, it's been something that's been talked about in feminist circles and, you know, like men opening doors for women and so on and so forth. There is a difference as a man between 
seeing women as these incredible beings that are largely responsible for the continuation of our species and therefore should be treated with respect, with love, with appreciation. And so if a way of showing appreciation, respect for your wife or your girlfriend or your daughter is to open the door for her car door or whatever, great. And let her know that that's, that that's what it's about. As opposed to, I think you're too helpless to open the door for yourself. And this is part of feeding into this like, sort of like, oh, they're weaker, they're, you know, then, then no, don't do it. And try to make it really clear if you're going to do it, or if you're doing it for your wife, why you're doing it. So she hears that. I think your mom is amazing. I think that women should be treated with the like reverence because they're so awesome. I love that. Women are awesome because you know what? Everyone listening to the show, if it wasn't for a woman, you wouldn't be here today. True. Right? True that. There you go. There you go. Hey, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. It's our first show. Wow. It's called Rad Parenting. And when we say rad parenting, we don't mean we're rad parents. We mean radical parenting. Yeah, Just, like a whole new approach. Absolutely. Anea came up with that. She, I came up with the word rad because as you listen to the show, I'll say, that's rad. <laughs> um, that's just a part of my life. I, I say the words rad and dude and stoked way too much because that's what happens when you only read Thrasher magazine <laughs> and been involved in music. But I love having you in here. Um, if you want... Um, really quick, just a reminder, uh, today we talked about uh, Tony Porter. He has a TED Talk about the, the men in this box. Yep. Go and box. check that out, the man box. Um, also, you need to check out uh, Anea's book, Nine Ways We're Screwing Up Our Girls and How We Can Stop. And we're going to make it really simple. We're going to give away um, how many copies? You want to give away two? Sure. Okay. All you have to do is follow us on Twitter, Rad Parenting Show. We're on Twitter, Rad, R-A-D, Parenting Show on Twitter. Um, everyone uh, follow us. Uh, it'll also let you know when we have shows, um, when Anae is going out and doing speaking engagements, when I'm learning how to talk, we'll do that. No, uh, <laughs> when I go out and do stand-up, uh, and also whenever we uh, launch a new show, and um, we we're going to give, we're going to pick two winners, and we'll even send you the book. Like That's how cool it is. Nine ways we're screwing up our girls and how we can stop. And Thank anyone you. else who wants, you can just go to Amazon, which is what everyone does now to get a book. There you go. And you can get, uh, you can get it there. It's available. And we'll give two away today. Um, thank you so much. Hey, if you have any email questions, like anyone you want on the show, any ideas, also feedback. Like if you're into what we're doing and there's any ideas that you want that could make it better, we're totally open to that. And our email is radparenting at gmail.com. Nice. Anaya, that was good. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for checking out Rad Parenting. And you can go to radparenting.com uh, too to check out our website. All right. Thanks. We'll be back. Can't wait. Can you? I can't I can't wait. <laughs>